while the choir's coming down, let's just have a word of prayer and then Candace come. Heavenly Father, now we thank you for an opportunity to have worshiped. And now, as we've already prayed for our state missionaries, Lord, I pray for Candace as she comes this morning. Help us to realize, Lord, as Alabama Baptists, the important role we, pr- we play, Lord, in assisting and helping people in different types of ministries. So, Father, help us, we pray, to listen this morning and allow you to speak to our hearts as she comes. And we make this prayer in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you, Brother Sammy. It's my um, absolute pleasure to be back again with you. I, um, I took the scenic route this morning. I uh, realized, you know, it's kind of like our relationship with the Lord. We open up our GPS and we trust it. And we hit that. And so I got to come over the mountain today. Um, but it was an absolutely beautiful trip. But I, when I saw that little thing do like this, I was like, yes, I'm on the mountain now. But it was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I love, love farmland. But I bring you greetings on, on behalf of Dr. Rick Lance, who's the executive director of Alabama Baptist State Board of Missions. And thank you for your partnership in the gospel. Thank you for what you do to re- your, reach your community for Christ. Thank you for the gifts that you give through the cooperative program that undergirds not only the work here in Alabama, but the work around the world. And this morning, I have the honor um, in these few minutes just to share with you a little bit about the Myers-Mallory State Missions offering and and what a, um, a blessing to be here uh, as the week of prayer kicks off. This morning as I woke, I was a little bit in awe as I thought about the fact that this morning, this day, there are thousands across the state who will join their hearts together just as you did this morning and all week long praying for the work of Alabama Baptist. And God is using Alabama Baptist to share the gospel here in our state, in our nation, around the world. He is using Alabama Baptist in a very powerful way. Um, you've heard a little bit of the history about the beginning of the offering. At one time, we, we took up the Kathleen Mallory mission offering, which supported uh, Alabama WMU's work by about 50%. Then we had a disaster relief offering that would bring in about $200,000 a year. And then uh, we were the only state that did not have a state missions offering. And so we had been talking about this a number of years. So when Dr. Lance and I uh, talked, we thought this is the time. But rather than adding an offering, we combined and have one offering now, the Myers-Mallory State Missions Offering, that undergirds five great commission ministries. You've heard them already, Alabama WMU, Disaster Relief, church planting, partnership missions, and church revitalization. Incredible uh, work that is happening. We are in our fourth year. I can hardly believe that, that we have journeyed down to the road to where we are at this point today, celebrating our fourth year. And your gifts, your prayers, undergird this work in such strong and powerful ways. 
disaster relief is undergirded to such a point. Uh, now when we talk about disaster relief work, uh, we know that consistently every year there will be this amount of money that's set aside. So it it's makes Dr. Lance and Bobby's job a little bit easier to be able to rest knowing that we have this much money we can count on. That money that helps us respond quickly when a disaster happens. Like what happened this past spring in Lee County when those horrific tornadoes came through that community, killing people, hundreds were displaced, and Brother Rusty Sowell opened up his church, had planned for this type of thing to be a haven for people during storms. So he opens up his church, brings in the community, and we were able to be there to provide assistance financially for he and his church so that they would be able to reach into their community because you give and we had the money ready to go. Your monies also help undergird the disaster relief ministry and the fact that we have mission-critical equipment ready to go. Over these years, it's been able, we've been able to um, purchase things like skid steers. I have never uh, operated one. I might say I, I would like to try that sometime, but I'm sure you probably need a little bit more skill level than what I have. But skid steers are very important in, in our disaster relief work. This year, we built a new feeding unit that is going to be... Um, most useful for um, our associations as they, as they um, are called out. This year, 863 volunteers have been trained since January, adding to our um, Yellow Shirt Army of 7,000 volunteers. Just in this year, our disaster relief has been... Um, sent out on 12 tornado calls within the state of Alabama. We've had four flood call-outs in four different states where we have gone and assisted. And we have had um, personnel, not personnel, but volunteers who are still assisting in uh, Florida with the Hurricane Michael. Now, this past week when we were waiting for um, Hurricane Dorian, to make her way towards um, the United States, and we have uh, watched as this horrific, horrific storm has devastated um, the Bahamas and moved it away along the coast. We were standing ready to assist Florida. Florida didn't need us, so we take a step back, and now we're waiting for when the Carolinas may call on us us to um, to be ready to go just so you kind of some of you are disaster relief volunteers in this room so that's kind of where we are right now waiting we're down the list where that we don't border the Carolinas so those states that do will um, will respond but because of your prayers because of your gifts we have been we have trained volunteers who are ready who have the equipment that they need to respond in time of disaster. Some of the other things that have happened um, this past year, because you gave, we've had monies that have been freed up that have allowed us over the past two years to be able to hire some church revitalization 
staff, and we've been able to offer conferences. And this year, we had 540 people who participated in conferences all across the state. What that means is that um, churches are hearing what it looks like to be maybe a declining or plateaued church, recognizing those signs in, in engaging and taking care or being encouraged before you have to shut your door. So, and praise the Lord, these two churches are coming together to minister to their community. So church revitalization has lots of exciting things happening. In our church planting, we've had some really interesting news this year as well. We have had um, monies. Because you give, it frees up some of our budget money so that um, we can hire some um, personnel. And this year, the State Board of Missions hired a state missionary whose sole responsibility is for Hispanic work. You may not know this, but in the state of Alabama, there's an estimated 500,000 Spanish-speaking people who live in our state. And we believe, we don't know for sure, but we have um, touch, had touch points with at least 40 churches in our state that are, 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 um, have Baptist affiliation that are ministering among the Hispanic um, churches. Anelia Rabanya is, um, is on staff now, and he is already, since June, helping a church in South Alabama plant to reach the Hispanic people in their community. That's exciting times for us. For us at Alabama WMU, we have been uh, steadfast moving forward, uh, working to continue to encourage the local church to, um, to raise up uh, preschoolers, children, students, and adults to live a lifestyle of missions. And one of the ways we, we do that is through our Missions Adventure Camp at Worldsong. Alabama WMU owns a camp called Worldsong about 20 minutes east of Birmingham. In this camp, we conduct missions camping during the summer for children and teenagers, both boys and girls, teen boys and teen girls. And uh, two years ago, we came along, the Office of um, Global Partnership and our office came together to, um, to offer co-ed camping so that our boys had a place to uh, experience missions camping. Now, World Song is beautiful. You're going to see it in just a moment. But, you know, it's what happens in the lives and campers that is most important to us. So I'm going to tell you about a young man named Cameron. Now Cameron uh, has been coming to camp and one day he was um, standing around, he was talking to some of the staff and he just, he's in the fifth grade now. He kind of looked like a little contemplative and he said to the staff, he said, how do I get to be like him? He was pointing to one of our teenage boys who are part of one of our leadership tracks called cabin leader in training, he said, or like him, and he went to point out those four young men who were part of this, and, uh, and then he pointed to his cabin leader, and he said, how do I become him, and he said, what do you mean, he's like, well, how do I get to do what they do, and so the staff person kind of explained it to him, and then the next day, Cameron found our, um, our camp director for Missions Adventure Camp, Miss Kaylee, and he said, Miss Kaylee, 
can I have a moment with you? Fifth grade, fifth grade boy. And she's like, well, sure, Cameron. And he said, over here privately. Just very grown up in, in how he handled this. And he said, Miss Kaylee, I would like you to consider me as a staff for World Song one day. Fifth grader. Now, what do I need to do to make this happen? Isn't that precious? She just smiled at him. You see, what happened in Cameron's life was that he saw young men, young teenage boys, who it had been uh, more than 10 years since we'd had Mission Adventure Camping for Teen Boys. We saw him and saw his cabin leaders demonstrating a life that reflected Christ. And he had learned about Christ and God's call for us and how mission work happened. Um, and so, disciples making disciples. I want you to see this video real quick and listen to Matt Harris and what he has to say about being part of this process. World Song Missions Place has taken on a new challenge. After 25 years of offering camping experiences for girls and teen girls, in 2016, Alabama's WMU began partnering with the State Board of Missions Adventure Camp for Boys. Now World Song has expanded its lineup to include co-ed weeks so boys and girls could learn missions side by side. College student Matt Harris jumped on the opportunity to be a group leader. Having grown up in the children's ministry of First Baptist Church, Alexander City, Matt was anxious to begin pouring his life into the lives of boys who would someday become tomorrow's spiritual leaders, just like so many others had invested in him. It takes me back to whenever I was in VBS and in RAs and having those influential leaders in my life and uh, now translating that into a summer camp atmosphere and being that for some other uh, camper and just walking them through these Bible studies and teaching them the love of Jesus. Setting World Song apart from most camps, even church-based camps, is its focus on missions and missionaries. When you give to the Myers-Mallory State Missions offering, you're providing the fuel that allows World Song to run each summer, making a difference in the lives of hundreds of campers every year. I keep coming back to World Song because it's fun and it's very comfortable here and there's a lot of good activities. You get to learn about Jesus and do a lot of sports and stuff. The reason that you should come to camp is because it's super fun and you can meet new people and learn about God more. I love well song. So do we. Ella Kate, <laughs> young, she's precious. Martha Myers, who is the contemporary of our Myers Mallory State Missions offering, uh, was a missionary, a medical missionary in the country of Yemen. She was martyred in De December of 2002. Martha was known for her intense love of the people of Yemen, so much so that she rarely slept. And she did all she could to care for those who came to the hospital and would often travel into the villages to reach people um, during her time off or even late at night. She was all in. 
Several years after her death, uh, one person wrote, For the task of the Great Commission to be completed, we need churches and Christians who will lay it on the line like Martha Myers. We need people who don't waste their lives on the fleeting comforts of this age. We need a generation of people like Martha who recognize life is short. Eternity is long, and Jesus is the difference. Alabama is home to nearly 5 million people. It's estimated that 3 million people are unchurched, nearly 60%. Do we have a mission field? You bet we do. My friends, I pray that this statement may be so here in Phil Campbell and across our state, that we will live those sacrificial lives that shares the gospel. Thank you. Thank you, Candace, for coming and sharing with us this morning. You know, I talk with a lot of Baptists, Alabama Baptists, and things that, uh, that they're unaware that we're doing as uh, Alabama Baptist. And um, I hope that you've learned just, just a little this morning and what we can do through the Myers-Mallory mission offering. We have 50 state employees that work in different ministries across the state. And these are just a few that we've mentioned today that this offering goes to. The rest are supported by the corporate program we have a literacy ministry, and uh, of course you got discipleship ministry and evangelism, and you've got all music, and you've got all different types that uh, that our state's ready to go to to churches throughout our state to assist and to help with. All we have to do is pick up a phone call, or pick up a phone, make a call, say we need some help with evangelism, we need some help with Sunday school, we need some help with our women's missionary union. And someone will be here. Don't cost anything. We're, we're giving through the corporate program. And then uh, they're here to help. The, they're there to help the local church, us here, and uh, churches in our association. And teaming together, hopefully, prayerfully, we can reach more people with the gospel. You know, I want to kindly lead into the invitation just by why we do all this. Why do we do it? It's found in... Matthew 28, you're familiar, just listen if you would. Verse 14 says, Later he appeared to the leaven as they sat at the table. He rebuked their unbelief and the hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, and they'll speak with new tongues, and they'll take up serpents if they drink anything deadly, and it will be uh, no means, it by no means hurt them, and they'll lay hands on the sick, and they'll recover. And so, of course, he's speaking to those who, who have that uh, apostolic ministry, apostolic ministry they referred to right after Jesus came forth. And we don't have those type of ministries and spiritual gifts today. There's no need of that since we have the Holy Spirit and 
Christ has ascended to heaven. However, the main point here is that we are to go into all the world, starting here in Phil Campbell, starting in our county, go throughout our state, other states, throughout the whole world, sharing the gospel of Jesus, and that's what's important. We're blessed to have heard. I've been places where they've never heard the gospel. I was talking to a friend this week, making plans, or last week, making plans to go down to Amazon. Go to a tribe, pull up in a little canoe-like boat, get out, and they've never heard the gospel, never heard the name of Jesus. But we're blessed, and we have the Holy Scriptures before us, and we've been told about Christ, and so others need to hear the same message that we've heard. This morning, I don't know your spiritual condition, but let me offer his invitation that if you would turn from your sin, turn to him. Trust him, believe in him, trust him for what he did for our salvation. He promised that he would forgive our sins and he would save those who trust him and only him to be their savior. He says it this way, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Not might be or could be or maybe. You may have never called on the name of the Lord. You said, well, I don't know what all is involved in that. We're going to have an invitation hymn. And as we sing this hymn, a familiar hymn, just as I am, we invite you to come. Make that decision today. I want to trust Christ as Lord and Savior of my life. Brother Sammy, just share with me how I can be saved. And after everyone's gone, we'll just sit down and talk for a while. Let me encourage you to come. Rededication of life. Maybe you're a Christian and your life really is not where some young man or some young girl would say, you know, I want to be just like him. I want to do this one day when I grow up. Think of the pattern of life that you're, the example that you're leaving and, uh, as you're leading others that will be coming behind you. So this, this morning, examine your life as a believer and say, hey, do I need to come closer to the Lord. Just spend some time in prayer as you recommit your life. Or if you're not with this church, if you feel this is where God needs you to be plugged in and serving him, worshiping with us, corporate worship, discipleship training, but you come. Let's stand together.